I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write monologues for the radio. Five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling them. I hope you enjoy. Steam and smoke rolls from the stack of an engine car, clouding the night more than it had already been. The stars hide away behind layers of cloud cover, and this was nothing new. It had always been that way to the folks on the train. A cold world existed outside the walls of this locomotive. They were told nothing could survive out there. They were told that this is the way it had always been. They believe in the train, having existed from the beginning of time. And who would say they're wrong? Hundreds of years in a tube stuck away, it's no surprise they've started stories and truths to their reality. It's no surprise they believe in a divine engineer. Who else would create such a mechanism? It must be intelligently designed, of course, they think. They'd be right, of course. Where else would a train come from if not a creator? The stories go that the conductor has four arms and is blinded by the engine of the train. He pulls the levers, shovels the coal, fixes the gears, and maintains the train. He maintains their entire world for no thanks other than copious amounts of coffee and love letters. As he reads another confession of gratitude and obsession, the train rounds a bend. If there were any visibility, they would notice the pastures spread before them, lifeless and dirt. He had a fat lip, a busted lip, even, a lip so split it could be confused for a banana or its peel. Kendrick lay in the packed dirt, writhing around, spreading the stains further into the threads of his fabric. The blood from his lip started to trickle down as he gained composure. Kendrick was determined to fight, to continue on, to push through. He stood up with his skateboard and went back to the concrete. This time, he told himself, would be different. This time, he's going to get it. He'll grab the board, jump really high, grind the rail, jump off, and land it. Easy as pie, he thought. He kicked off against the floor, his flat bottom sneakers slapping on the board. The feeling of freedom filled him again, as it always did when he was on the board, and it overcame him. The rail was fast approaching, and he jumped with ease. The axles of the skateboard landed squarely on the line, and he kept momentum. Suddenly, something on the rail slowed Kendrick down, a piece of tape or something. It didn't matter. What mattered was he wasn't going to be able to make it. His goals were too lofty. He had flown too close to the sun, and the wax of his winged board was melting. He was losing speed fast. He had to get out of there. Kendrick saw his chance on a bare strip of railing. He crouched down, grabbed the nose of his board, and launched himself into the dirt. He landed lip first again. I like to tweet at my bank. I think it's fun to take their very serious stories and updates to their systems with uh, moronic, near Neanderthal levels of response. 
Something about speaking to an organization with so much power over me in such a demeaning way has a sort of hilarity to it. It's like graffitiing a prison. Sure, it doesn't really change anything, and though I'm sticking it to the man, a man, it's not the man. I like to think that the person behind the social media account gets a chuckle from reading my ridiculous responses that tend to be more about me not believing in a stable future than they do about money. Some days, I have ulterior motives, more than just comedy. I might be over the top, but to a poignant topic, either about the non-existence of money and whatever that means for our futures, or about the ever-encroaching finish line that looms over my psyche like a veil. I just like to remind people online of the world outside of it, and I like to make them uncomfortable in the little rectangle in their pocket. It's not vindictive or anything. I like to, I like to think it's all in good fun. Heck, I like my bank, even if they were bought out a while back. Nothing stops me from walking in and talking to a person, and that's a nice touch. And the free cookies. That's a nicer touch. The cold specter of communism looms over us again, folks. Or no, sorry, I meant the cold specter of winter, that fickle mistress who by all accounts should be far more aggressive this year than she has been in years past. With the new climate we have created, the ecosystem is fighting back in more ways than one, the biggest and most notable being the intensity of weather. It's not just getting hotter, you might notice. It's getting more everything. When it rains, it floods. When it's hot, it boils. And when it snows, we shall freeze. All this to say, I am excited for the fall of civilization this winter. I have a very good feeling that the apocalyptic view we have had of climate change for the past 30 years will finally come into fruition within the next few months. I believe this for several reasons. For starters, I have gotten better at gardening so it'll be good for me to get my three green thumb going. I also have noticed that animals are hanging out with me more. Crows around my house have been more vocal. Frogs have joined me during my gardening time, and wasps won't leave me alone. Finally, and most convincingly, I really want it to happen. I like the cold, and I need an excuse to wear my trench coat. If you don't like the cold, then may I suggest moving to more tropical climates, such as Austin, Texas. Or Nevada. If you think I'm being too flippant with our new reality and believe it deserves more respect, consider. It's a really nice trench coat. He was ready for more. He was ready to move on with his life and finally get somewhere, to do something he was proud of and make a name for himself. So full of gumption and gusto, his intentions had no outlet, and so he floundered, drowning in mediocrity. Okay, he told himself. Time to do something different. Time to do that thing he always wanted to do. If only he could remember what it was. If only he could look back and ask the child of himself what it was that he wanted to do. He sat down picked up a pen, steadied over a sheet of paper, and waited for the thoughts to come. And he waited. And he waited some more. All this waiting was making him hungry. If only there were some way to keep old food, he thought to himself, 
before glancing over at the fridge, immediately answering the problem he came up with. This was going to be harder than he originally thought, having an original thought. He sat there for another hour, just waiting for an idea, for something to happen so that he could move, pounce on it. The energy was there, just not the idea. He gripped the pencil so tight that the lead broke, concentrating. Calm down, dude. I have been Taylor Barr, your radio DJ, of sorts. I do hope you enjoyed my monologues. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stay tuned next time for more monologues and more monologues and more monologues. <laughs>